Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, the professional better, known on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And not only does he handicap NHL, but he also handicaps a little WTA, and uh, we're getting close to Indian Wells, a really fun tennis tournament. So keep an eye there. But this is a hockey betting podcast, and that's where we'll start. And we always do like to start with an underdog with a bang. And today's underdog. It's coming from me. Um, I want to be clear about that because uh, not many people want to get behind this team right now, but I'm still going to the well. The Philadelphia Flyers, they're plus 180 at home against the Minnesota Wild, who are minus 225. The over-under here is set at six right now. Philadelphia, I thought, was okay in their loss to Edmonton. They did lose 3-0, uh, but Miko Koskinen was really good. I thought the Oilers' defense was, was pretty solid as well. But I do think that there's going to be betting value on the Flyers going forward until the trade deadline. This is a team that is one of the bottom dwellers in the NHL, but I think that they play a little bit better than that. And that's how they're usually priced. Uh, Plus you're getting a chance to take on Minnesota at a really good number right here. Sometimes it's not the team you're betting on, but the team you're betting against. And that's kind of the case here. Minnesota's one and six over the last seven, their play driving numbers in that span aren't great. Their goaltending has been uh, a real struggle for them for a while now, and that opens doors. Simple as that. When you have a team with bad goaltending, underdogs all of a sudden become more live, no matter how bad they are. And that's kind of my angle here on the Flyers, uh, plus 180 at home on Thursday, March 3rd. Anything for you with the Flyers and Wild? You have to give the Flyers a lot of credit because in, in a completely lost season, they're still playing hard. They just don't have the horses right now. Um, Carter Hart, one of the few bright spots for the Flyers this season. Um, he is confirmed, um, and I suspect that Kakinen will go for the Wild. Besides the short period of the season where Hart struggled, um, he's been trending well for me again. Um, I do think that the Wild, um, they are going to take early money here. So uh, you should be able to get a better number on the Flyers later in the day. Um, other than that, um, I'm passing for now, but um, I'll keep my eye on an under possibility here. But um, for now, I don't have anything. All right, let's move on to the rest of the board. This is a nine-game slate. Uh, good couple good matchups, but the uh, the betting uh, aspect of it, maybe not the best that we've seen. However, uh, one team that will always intrigue us at a big number, that's the Ottawa Senators. They're near 3-1, to one, plus 295, traveling to Florida to take on the Panthers, who are minus 390. The over-under here, six and a half. Uh, as we noted before the Senators game against the Lightning, the game that they went up to nothing and then lost uh, by multiple goals. Uh, Ottawa's dealing with a flu bug. However, uh, they should get some bodies back. I think uh, we're seeing Josh Norris will be back in the lineup as well. So I do think it's Senators or nothing at the price. This number should go up, I think, as lineup clarity comes out. And uh, one thing just to note about the Panthers here, uh, this is a team that gives up plenty of scoring chances. Their offense is able to usually... Uh, gloss those issues over with the way that they produce scoring chances. But the other problem is that Sergei Bobrovsky hasn't been great over the past couple of weeks. He's let in six goals below expected uh, over his last six starts, uh, according to Money Puck's model. So that's just something to keep in mind. 
uh, not just on a game to game basis, but for those of you who have Florida futures, I think you might be rooting for them to uh, find a third goalie, the guy to kind of serve as the bridge between Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight, who hasn't been good this season. So um, on that note, I'll pass it over to you. Anything for you with the Sens and the Panthers? So what I'm hearing is that you don't think that Jonas Johansson would be that bridge? <laughs> no, our, our friend Jonas, uh, man, God love him. Hopefully he just keeps bouncing around to good teams so you can bet against <laughs> that those great teams at big numbers. Uh, but yeah, Jonas, I would say he's not that bridge. In fact, uh, he's more of a like a wrecking ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would be looking at the, uh, at, at the over here, as you mentioned, uh, Bobrovsky, um, he, he has struggled lately. Uh, concern here is that what we are seeing now with Panthers totals is that it's really tough to get value on the overs now. I think the market has accounted for, for a lot of the things that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks here. So it's it's going to be a juice six and a half. Um, it's going to trend towards the seven, uh, which is going to be tough to get involved there. With a couple of days off at this point in the season, getting some rest and proper practice time, um, I think that's going to serve the Panthers well here. So um, I won't be on anything here. If by un- some unforeseen circumstance, the total drops a little bit, I'm, I may get involved. But for now, I won't have anything here. All right, let's move on. Carolina, uh, they're minus 140, traveling to Washington, D.C. to take on the Capitals, who are plus 120. The over-under here is five and a half. Carolina is coming off a loss to Detroit after a winning streak. In that game, Antiranta started. Fun effort from the Red Wings there, who uh, have been playing some some wild games of late. Uh, but this one, let's talk about the Hurricanes. Their penalty kill is clipping it. It could end the season at over 90%, which would be historic. But they, I think that's the story about this team, is uh, while they are giving up scoring chances still at five on five, and that is pointing to a lot of people thinking that some regression is coming for this team, despite terrific offensive numbers, despite terrific goaltending from Freddie Anderson. This team does almost everything well that defensive flaws aren't as glaring as they are for some other strong contenders like like Toronto, uh, let's say. Um, this is almost a near complete team, which it's very hard to make a complete team in the NHL. And I actually think there might be a little bit of value on Carolina as a road favorite here, as long as this number hangs around this price. I, I really don't mind continuing to bet against Washington. Their goaltending has struggled with, uh, I know Vitek Vanacek's back, but this will be his first start in a while. He did look okay in relief against the Leafs before giving up the game-winning goal in their loss uh, earlier in the week. Um, But as just this team, they're a mess right now. I don't think they've bottomed out just yet. Um, I think there's going to be more opportunities to go against Washington. And look, when you're getting a decent enough number, I know they're on the road on uh, one of the best teams in the league to do it. I don't think it's a particularly bad idea. So I'm looking at Carolina here, but uh, for right now, I'll wait for some goaltending confirmation stuff in the morning. What about you? I tend to agree with you there. Um, I think I do struggle with Carolina a bit because uh, I do come in um, a lot higher than than a lot of my colleagues do. Uh, we do need to uh, monitor the Caps goaltending situation. Samsonov uh, left practice early. Um, he took a shot high and he didn't come back. Um, I was higher on Samsonov earlier in the season, but he's been trending uh, poorly for me now. So like you said, depending on the goaltending situation with with Vanacek, I'll be looking at the under. With Samsonov, um, I think that the Hurricanes are a little short right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins and Tampa Bay Lightning, that's probably your headliner for, for the night. The Penguins are plus 150, traveling to Tampa Bay, minus 175. The over-under here is six. Over the last 10 games, Tampa uh, has scored 
3.6 goals per 60 minutes at five on five and only let in 1.7. Their expected goals numbers point to a little bit of regression, but with a team like Tampa, that regression may never come. They're still producing um, nearly half a goal more uh, or over half a goal more in terms of expected goals per 60 minutes of five on five too. So there's really nothing glaring about those numbers. Uh, the Penguins right now, they're struggling to score a little bit, but the defensive numbers have started to stabilize after a dip a couple of weeks ago. And Tristan Jari looked fine uh, in the games he's been starting again. So this is uh, going to be an interesting one for a couple of reasons. I think plus 150 on Pittsburgh looking that way uh, at the moment. But let's see where the goaltending uh, matchup comes in because both teams are playing the first game of a back-to-back. So we'll wait for that. But I think if you get Elliott and goal for Tampa Bay, obviously money's going to come flying in on Pittsburgh. And uh, likewise, if you get to Smith and goal for Pittsburgh. But if, if it is the Jari... Vasilevsky matchup. I think I'll wait to see if I can get, you know, plus 160 on Pittsburgh. It might not never come. And I likely will still be in on the Penguins at uh, 150 on the road. I would assume that we get a Jari Vasilevsky matchup here. Um, after a poor defensive stretch, uh, the Penguins did return to their strong defensive play. We've talked about Jari extensively. He is getting some more rest down the stretch here, as, as we speculated. And with uh, Casey DeSmith uh, trending better, um, Jari looks looks better in his starts as well. For Tampa Bay, they continue to be a strong underlook for me in um, non-Elliott games. Um, I will be on the under here at six. Um, I do expect Jari and, uh, and, and Vasilevsky. It's going to be a race to the market, though. So um, I would recommend uh, going early here. Obviously, in situations like this where the goaltending is not confirmed, um, based on, let's just say based on the coaching tendencies here, um, you can get an idea of who the coaches will go with. So I'm okay with speculating that those two will start and I'm okay firing on the under before, before the goaltenders are officially confirmed. All right, so pants for me under for you uh, right now. That total set at six. We'll see where it ends up. Uh, like yeah, like you said, it will likely uh, tick down. So hopefully you get there in time. The Canucks and Islanders, the line change derby. Vancouver's traveling to UBS Arena as a plus one hundred five, a short underdog. The Islanders minus one twenty five. The over under here is five and a half. The Islanders have shown some encouraging signs in terms of their process. They will be without Matt Barzell in all likelihood again. However. Uh, the past few games with uh, outside of the game against the Kings, the Islanders have looked good. They've played their style of hockey, even against the Avalanche on Tuesday night. They had a hard luck loss where they had a controversial goal. This allowed uh, late in the third period that would have given a 4-3 lead. A couple minutes later, the Avalanche did what they do and they scored and uh, added the empty netter. But the Islanders had some good looks and if and their goaltending, Ilya Sorokin played well despite uh, allowing four goals. So it does look like the Islanders are starting to shape up. Um, however, still not all that interested in laying this price against a good team with a good goaltender in Vancouver. So in all likelihood, I'll be sitting this one out unless this Islanders line comes down to, you know, the minus 110 range. Anything for you? Yeah, I was more interested in um, in your thoughts here. Um, for me, it's pretty straightforward. I think that this game is a coin flip. With Demko starting, I want to look at the Canucks at plus money or an under. Uh, the problem I have with the under is that what we're seeing now is that the market loves the Islanders home unders. So um, it will already be juiced on the five and a half. So it's going to be tough to, it'll be tough for me to get there. But um, if the Canucks are a dog, then I want to be looking in that direction. It's going to be interesting to see where these Islanders prices go 
uh, for the next few weeks because they are not winning games, but they're playing better and they, they are really uh, starting to show some signs of uh, the team that once was and we all expected to see. And a lot of that has to do with you know, secondary scoring because Kyle Palmieri isn't shooting under 1% anymore. Uh, but we'll see where they end up for this game and, and how they're priced going forward. Tough stretch coming up for them. Canucks, Blues, and Avs. All right, let's move to Edmonton, minus 155, traveling to Chicago, plus 135. The over-under here is six. Edmonton, like I said off the top in the Flyers game, it was a coin flip game against the Flyers. They came out on top 3-0. Uh, Miko Koskinen was good in that game. The defense was was pretty good in front of him. And they're getting a Chicago team here that is really struggling. 3-7-1 in their last 11 and allowing nearly four goals per game in that span. Their defensive numbers... Uh, under the hood have been stronger than their actual goals allowed. However, this is a team that is kind of just playing its way towards the trade deadline and waiting to see what happens. They got a new general manager in town. So it's, it's a tough situation for Chicago. And meanwhile, the Oilers, they're in the thick of a playoff race. They're playing under a new coach and they've been playing well under the new coach. So you're going to get a pretty, uh, I would say rousing effort out of Edmonton as they continue their trudge uh, towards uh, a wild card spot. So minus 155, not a price that I like normally will lay betting hockey, but I'm much closer to Edmonton than I am on Chicago here. Yeah, this game is a little bit tricky here because uh, we're seeing kind of big, big numbers on the orders again. And the thing is, um, obviously, I don't disagree. I think that they should be laying this money right now. Um, In their last game against the Flyers, uh, we did speculate that the Flyers should take money throughout the day and there should be an opportunity to bet on the Oilers late, which is which is what ended up happening. I see the same thing here. Um, we'll have the rest narrative, the last game of the trip, Oilers goaltending sucks, blah, 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 um, which, of course, I've got no interest in. But what I see here is that the team defense now is masking the goaltending deficiencies for the most part, specifically with Mike Smith. And um, you have to give credit to Koskinen. and he is clearly the better option there right now. And he's been playing well. So um, if we're in a situation where Koskinen gets a start, which I'm hoping he would, um, I think the Blackhawks will take money. And then um, late, we can get hopefully a good price on the Oilers um, around the 145 range with Koskinen in goal. A couple of big favorites coming up next. That's Colorado, uh, minus 380, taking on Arizona, plus 290. The over-under here is six and a half. The other one is Calgary. They're hosting uh, Montreal. Montreal's plus 310. The Flames are minus 400. Figured we just group these two teams together because you're looking at two of the worst teams in the NHL, taking on two of the best teams in the NHL. The prices reflect that. They, I think both prices have room to grow. And I don't really have much betting value. I think I would I would look maybe towards Arizona if I had to choose one of these two because I think this Colorado price might just absolutely get out of control. And we're seeing some, some decent efforts from uh, Arizona and the goaltending's been all right. And it's an interesting one for uh, the Avs with Darcy Kemper playing against his old team. However, uh, in all likelihood, I'll be passing. It's hard to make a case for either squad here at these prices. Anything for you, Colorado, Arizona, Montreal, and Calgary? In Arizona, I don't – the Avs are rolling right now. It's going to take something – something obscene for me to get involved there. Um, But, of course, you never know if Vamelka can put up a 50-save performance again and you just – you just don't know what that guy is. So in that game, I'll be passing. In Calgary, same thing. Nothing nothing much happening there. Unless if we get a surprise of Vladar start, which I wouldn't put past Sutter, um, in which case I would be looking at the over. Um, other than that, um, I won't be getting involved in either game. 
All right. Uh, on that note, we will move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, March the 3rd. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. You touched on it earlier. You have a best bet for us coming out of Pittsburgh and Tampa. Yeah, so I will be on the under in that game. Um, we uh, mentioned Pittsburgh back to their dingy defensive ways. Tampa Bay plays um, has has been playing well defensively all year. I think that um, a uh, Jari Vasilevsky matchup here is going to be conducive to the under. And for me, uh, I'll be on the Bruins. They're right now minus one hundred five against the Golden Knights, who are home at minus one fifteen. The over under here is five and a half. Boston is a team that I'm going to be looking to bet on. Uh, I've already bet on them to win the Stanley Cup. I bet Jeremy Swayman again to win the Calder Trophy. We recorded a podcast on the Action Network podcast feed. Uh, myself and Pete Blackburn just looking at the futures market as we head towards a trade deadline. And I went into both of those bets a little bit. Boston is perhaps the best defensive team in the NHL in terms of preventing scoring chances uh, and quality scoring chances against. They're incredible at suppressing shot attempts and with with Swayman and goal which I'm assuming is going to be the case uh, they have the goaltender to kind of just elevate that defensive play and with uh, Vegas you're getting them still banged up Robin Leonard came back a surprise start for him on Tuesday night he played really well but they were taking on the Sharks and were big favorites in that game and took care of business this is a big step up for them for a depleted Golden Knights team that is still trying to work also work check Eichel into the lineup and get figure out what the best kind of combination is with him. So I don't mind taking on Vegas, even if Boston ends up being favored in this game, which I assume is going to happen. I do think the Bruins will take some money on the road and, and close higher than they are right now. But I think minus 120, 125 at the, the most on Boston for me against Vegas. Anything for you? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that uh, I remain bullish on the Bruins as well, and I'm looking for 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 buying opportunities there as well. Um, anything plus money on Boston is going to get scooped up uh, very quickly. They're just rolling right now. They're they're continuing on on the road trip, and besides the loss to uh, to Anaheim, which all Mark started, so that that of course is a is is an asterisk right there, but I, I expect Swayman back. And uh, what I'm seeing from Vegas right now is a team that's struggling to generate consistent offense with Stone and Pacioretty out against good defensive teams. So I will be, um, I'll be joining you on the Bruins here. All right. Yeah, go Bruins. And let's see where they end up. I think, like I said, at the we did record a podcast uh, looking at the futures market. Boston's still sitting out there 22, 25 to one to win the Stanley Cup. And I think that uh, that, that number is not going to get any higher as we head down the stretch, I do think there's an outside opportunity for them to catch Toronto who has had some goaltending issues uh, and some defensive flaws show up in the past few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston ends up at third in that division, even so they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs at the way that they play defense. So yeah, the Bruins definitely a team to keep in the back of your mind uh, going forward for the rest of the season. And they're going to definitely be players at the trade deadline. Don Sweeney loves himself a swing. Uh, you know, he's, he's traded for Rick Nash. He's traded for Taylor Hall. So you might want to get in on Boston before the deadline, because I assume he might be the guy that ends up with Claude Giroux. And on that note, we will close the book on this episode of Line Change. For so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you again on Tuesday morning. 